Hi, I'm Ella Torrance. And I'm Molly Anders. And you're listening to Dig Deeper, a deep dive in the psychological explanations of social experiences, everyday struggles, and philosophical perspectives. For today's episode, we'll be talking about psychedelics, specifically psilocybin mushrooms, or more commonly referred to as shrooms. I think the world would be a better place if everyone did mushrooms. Um, if everyone did mushrooms safely. So let's start from the beginning. The first person who ever studied psychedelics was Albert Hoffman. Um, he was a Swiss chemist and he is best known for um, being the first person to synthesize um, and ingest LSD. And um, he ingested way more than you were supposed to because he didn't know what he was getting himself into. And he journaled all of his experience. And it's a really good uh, like representation of what it's like to be on LSD no- not knowing anything about it. And even since then, since I, shortly after that, um, we had kind of this movement, this anti-drug movement. We don't have much, if any, more research on, like, scientific research of people doing shrooms or doing LSD or any sort of psychedelic in a scientific um, setting. Can you imagine being the first person <laughs> to be experiencing like or just not to know what to expect because there's yeah. no like, there's no past science yeah. at all and be like okay I'll just take this take this little acid tab I created myself and not knowing you're about to go on like this mind adventure <laughs> exactly <laughs> Basically, when you're on shrooms, or, yeah, when you're on shrooms specifically, the psilocybin activates serotonin receptors in the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that affects your mood and cognition and perception. Um, It also affects the part of your brain that regulates arousal and panic. Uh, So this doesn't always cause active hallucinations, but it does distort the way that you perceive your environment. Um, So often with like a bad trip that leads to being super paranoid and like, I don't know, stressed and seeing things that aren't real, which um, I don't know. Yeah, the the switch in reality really tends to freak people out. But yeah, the way that you perceive your environment changes the way that um, you sense things is altered by the drug in your body. the honor and privilege of speaking to a fellow UW student who has taken it upon himself to start growing shrooms. So obviously we are remaining anonymous, but yeah, here we have our interview. I'd, I have friends who have gathered um, mushrooms in the past and had been very generous to like share those with me and so I have had a few um, mushroom trips experiences what have you um, 
and they were real both they were all really meaningful for me um i felt like i gained a lot in my like i developed a lot as a person and had some really beneficial experiences through those um yeah through those i always hesitate to say trips because i feel like that's such a socially like um influenced word but i guess trips um and yeah so i had some great experiences and i would kind of said like okay like i want to continue to like kind of um grow in my like relationship to psychedelics and i want to I want to continue to use them in like a way to like benefit myself. Um, and so I'd kind of been thinking about like what was the next step here. And of course I could buy them from people. I mean, there's always people selling mushrooms and stuff. Um, but in relation to the experiences that I've had, which were really powerful experiences of like that I think connected me a lot more to like nature and to people in my life and the people that are important to me um it just didn't seem right to modify that sort of experience um it yeah it didn't seem right to tie money into mushrooms and into psychedelics um so i kind of decided that i just wanted to grow them myself um I figured that would be develop a like help me develop like a better relationship to like a more like intimate relationship with the uh, with the mushrooms um <laughs> more intimate relationship with the mushrooms there's a sound bite um but yeah yeah it allowed me to grow a more intimate relationship with the mushrooms and also I figured then I could be a part of giving that experience to other people um in a safe and responsible way um where they wouldn't have to go buy mushrooms because they can access them without having to go through that whole money thing, which I think just like, I don't need to get into this too much, but just like is such a corrupting factor in just like every aspect of our everyday lives in general. Um, and so I think just taking that out of psychedelics is, was really, is really my, was really my like why I started growing mushrooms. I think when he was talking about um, not wanting to commodify it really resonated with me because I think that is such a special and meaningful experience that for a lot of people, um, it feels weird to have to stress about how much you're paying for it and if it's like legit or not and if like put, make it into an industry almost yeah like it, it very anti-capitalism i like it a lot <laughs> yeah yeah I, I really i really respected him for that so how do you do it <laughs> how do i do it that's a great question um i'll shout out third wave third wave um that's <laughs> where I've gotten most of my information as well as just like information from friends who have also done, um, who've also grown mushrooms um, and have researched that. Um, but yeah, I follow the, I wanna say it's the PK method um, according to Third Wave Co. And yeah, there's a lot of different steps. It takes about, um, 
a month and a half to two months um, with the strain I'm growing, um, which is uh, psilocybe cuminus B plus. Um, and yeah, basically it starts out like putting, um, injecting the spores into like some jars of like, soil, I guess, for all intents and purposes. Um, and then, yeah, and then allowing those to just kind of um, form. They, they grow what's called mycelium, um, which is kind of like a white fluffy mold um, sort of thing. And then after a while, you transfer that to a, um, skipping a lot of steps, a lot of <laughs> in-between steps here, but then tra you transfer that um, like mycelium to the, um, to like a bigger box. Um, and then you start providing them more like light and sunlight. The mycelium tends to grow in pretty dark um, areas. Like I keep it in my closet, um, but yeah. And then once that like mycelium forms, then it's a lot more, um, I guess, stable. It's a lot less prone to contamination. So you can kind of like water it, start watering it and like giving it air and sunlight and stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there and then hopefully mushrooms grow. Um, though once you grow mushrooms, it's always best to do a spore test because if you get them, if they get contaminated in the early stages, there is a really small chance that they can grow um, different types of mushrooms. Um, or if you're not totally sure about the source that you're getting spores from. So by doing a spore test, then you can make sure they're not like poisonous or something like that, that would not be good. My experiences for me were very, um, were very meaningful. I was able to connect, um, yeah, I guess my experiences made me, um, gave me the opportunity to kind of rethink a lot of, um, a lot of my just kind of day-to-day -day things and day-to-day -day just like how I interacted with the world around me. Um, I think like one, maybe like one brief, brief anecdote um, from I think the first time I did mushrooms um, is I was going on like a kind of a, high, a little hike walk um, with some friends and I, and like as I was kind of walking along, I just kind of stopped in my little psychedelic state and was just and really asked myself like why I was walking in the first place. Um, like, I guess I was thinking, I guess I had the thought of like, like why am I trying to get somewhere else? Like I'm right here, like I'm with, some, I'm around some trees, like there's water over there. Like this is really cool right here. Um, and so I ended up just sitting down on like the side of the trail and just kind of like hanging out there for a while and not that like that action in and of itself was super meaningful but the idea and like kind of the concept of like oh like why do I why did I have like why do I like go into hikes and walks with like a linear mindset of like getting from point a to point b 
like when there's so much in between and when um yeah when there's just so much in between and just like everything is like when you really like take the time to kind of like look around like everything's like can be awesome towards psychedelics (laughs) I feel like it is important to talk about the fact that there are also pretty negative effects um to any sort of psychedelics um because for one even just while you're tripping it can be super scary to see the way that your perception of the world changes and I think a lot of the times people do have bad trips if they're in a bad mindset or prone to I don't know some sort of mental health issue or even like in one of our earlier episodes when we were talking about dreams and like the scariness or almost interesting difference in reality and the way that like your reality is shifting and I don't know I think that that can be a super scary like experience that makes you feel lonely or bad. talk like personally for a sec yeah um, one of the reasons why I am like such an advocate of psychedelics I really I think that they're very very beneficial I definitely think that um their positive effects uh outweigh the detriments but um one reason why I have personally never done psychedelics is because uh there is some research that has been almost entirely debunked and is not relevant anymore but uh it said that um like taking psychedelics is like a cause of schizophrenia and um if you already have like schizophrenia like you know like genes uh and then it can like trigger it and um on both sides of my family I do have uh schizophrenia people that have schizophrenia And I know that in my mind, like, I would be so paranoid that taking psychedelics would um, trigger some schizophrenia in me uh, that I think that my fear of that would not allow me to have a good trip and I just Mm. would have a bad trip, um, like, no matter what. And there's that seed. Yes, yes, and I know it's irrational and I know it's not plausible that that would even happen um but that being said like I you know it's at at least while my brain is still developing and like the trigger could still be turned like I just know that for my own um like personal reasons like I wouldn't want to do it right now right and I think also even beyond like this idea that psychedelics can trigger the schizophrenia gene in you or whatever there is evidence that of like effects lasting much longer than a few hours and it being this it's called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder where you yeah are in this like tripped out mindset for much longer than you expected to be and I think that yeah that is and it does tend to be similar to schizophrenia like it comes with like fear and agitation and psychosis and delirium And that, yeah, that is terrifying. And if you go into it having that mindset of, like, this is what's going to happen to me, Mm -hmm. 
even if it's just for the designated trip amount of time like that is you are gonna have that reaction to it and you are gonna feel paranoid and scared and um, you're gonna have symptoms of schizophrenia that being said if like how you're saying go in with like if you go in with that mindset mm-hmm. it will be bad if you go in with the mindset of you know a very intentional like I-, I want this for healing and I want this for to figure out this situation or whatever I think that that's also a really um positive way to go in with intentions yes and I think one of the coolest things for me about studying um psychedelics is that microdosing is proven to be the most effective cure or for depression like it's literally the most effective antidepressant and that is like I wish that we had more research on it because that's absolutely amazing like in the small amount of studies that they have had where they do like microdosing led with by therapists like the results are so amazing and it just like you have that switch in the way that you view the world or you're able to kind of go down a different pathway in your brain and you could totally rewire yourself in a positive way like that that's so cool and that's such an amazing prospect mm-hmm. and how cool that you rely on something that comes from earth right like mushrooms or nature they're fungus they they grow and you're not and, and nothing bad against prescription medications but i don't know i think there's something there's a cool like novelty to um like healing yourself with like food provided from the earth (laughs) well and it's not like you have to take a pill every morning when you get up it's that you do this microdosing experiment one time Mm -hmm. and it has this amazing effect that's so far beyond anything that pharmaceutical drugs have been able to do before and it just like it really sucks that we've criminalized psychedelics in such a way that we don't have that research available because Mm -hmm. i feel like that could be game a game changer yeah (laughs) for anxiety and depression and other mental disorders at least like try yeah like they they like when creating medication they try so many different things like they're just not unlocking a possibly proven to be very beneficial like outlet and i think it's just because with yeah this side of drugs we have this huge history of criminalization that has really, um, yeah, affected the science around it. Um, I think the war on drugs and the criminalization of psychedelics is really, really interesting because it has no motive. It has really, it has toxic, a toxic motive of, like, why it was decriminalized. And, um, like, you look at cocaine and the war on drugs and that was a really racist very blatantly discriminatory like policy that was like put in hand but I feel with psychedelics it has more to do with um it has the same amount of like governmental like I don't know influence I guess well and isn't it just kind of trying to discourage this like anti-war pro like experimentation movement yeah it wasn't movement it wasn't necessarily anti the drug itself it was the anti the people who were taking it right you know so you have these fun like free loving hippies who advocate for love not war (laughs) 
um, they advocate for like peace and justice and that's really threatening to a government that wants control over its people so um, by them taking this drug that um, expands their mind past yeah. the thinking of I don't know every day yeah in the box yeah, yeah 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 it's really threatening I think and then since then it's interesting to look at the way that we and I think not without cause, but have begun, begun to think about psychedelics as, like, making you go crazy or causing schizophrenia or having these, like, huge life-altering effects um, that I think, like, the media has really pushed when, in actuality, like, the chances of you getting schizophrenia from mm-hmm. whatever one tab of LSD is super unlikely and it's not, like, there isn't this, like, oh, you take this drug and it makes you go crazy kind of thing. It's just super... Yeah, it's really politically motivated, which is weird. Yeah, definitely. And also, it's um, there's a, a religious aspect in that. Mm. Like, going... Uh, speaking less on, like, shrooms and more on, um, like, ancient psychedelic practices. So, um, for example, like, peyote. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that a lot of people, uh, when they're on shrooms they can speak to a higher power or they can, like, they get exposed mm-hmm. to, like, a higher power. Or, like, DMT. Yes, yes, too. yes. And, like, um, in a religious sense, that's really, really threatening because the whole point of organized... Not the whole point, but, like, a, <laughs> a major point of organized religion is that it's a vessel for, like, a human to talk to God. So you go through the church, so you go from the person to the church to God, yeah. and that's how you um, communicate. So this is, like, taking away so the middleman. Yes, yeah. because it's a direct relation, it's a direct contact between you and, like, a higher power. Yeah. Which and is that's super really threatening. Super threatening, because, like, if you don't need churches, and you don't need established religion. And, like, that's not what Mm-hmm. You want. So in conclusion, psychedelics have super cool positive effects and we shouldn't just think about the negative side. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for listening. I'm Ella Torrance. And I'm Molly Anders. Mm-hmm.